Dimwit Nation, how are you? I am one of your hosts of your favorite podcast, uh, this is Sean Donnelly. I'm joined here by your, my co-host and my pal, Andy Fiore, everybody. Hi there, everybody. Hello, Sean. How are you, my friend? You are listening to the DYM Podcast. We're so excited to be here. Uh, I, we, just before we recorded, I had something very disheartening happen where I told Andy about a new sandwich place I found, and he reacted like I just told him I did my taxes. So, um, you know, we yeah, have, you're yeah. not framing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I got, stu- you don't understand how excited. First off, let's frame it this way. It's COVID, Andy. I'm not doing uh-huh. that. I'm not doing that much. Okay. Like I, okay. I, I'm, you know, you see people here and there, but I had a couple of days where I was by myself yeah. and you know, you don't have too much human contact. So when I get to see my friends on these live streams, I get very excited. And I was so excited to tell my friend about <laughs> this place called Rocco's that's in the, in the parking lot of a, of a Home Depot. That's a sandwich place and like a sausage place. <laughs> and it's amazing. If you live in New York, go to this place, Rocco's. I can't get over how good this. Okay. When I went to Philly last time, I went to a place called Jim South. That's what everybody was telling me to go to Jim South. This place, Rocco's, is a better Philly cheesesteak than oh, what I had in get Philly. Really upset now. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, you know what? All, <laughs> all hope is lost, Andy. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, it, it was no, but it was a really good sandwich. And I thought, um, Andy being another, uh, you know, you know, we go eat sometimes, fat. we go eat in the road and stuff like that. Another, not really fat, I'm a larger man. You're not really fat, you're more larger. Um, <laughs> I thought you would be excited about uh, <laughs> about this place. And I go, <laughs> Andy, you, you framed it, you go. Uh, gotta be honest, I'm not sure why you're not more excited about this sandwich in the middle of the whole Depot <laughs> parking lot. Yeah, but, uh, but you have to trust I, uh, me. All right, next time I need some, uh, some sprockets, I'll head over to Rocco's. <laughs> I actually do know exactly where you're talking about because I've been to this Home Depot before for home repairs, and I went with our, our good buddy Greg Stone, uh, and it was still closed in COVID times when we were there. And I will be honest with you, when we went there, Greg, another, you know, Italian fat. Uh, we went, man, I wish that place was open right now because it looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not it's it's like attached to the Home Depot right yeah. in the middle. Like people are getting those big carts. You, you haul two by fours on and then there's just this sandwich shop in the middle of the Home Depot. This random sandwich shop. You know what? You know, what's so funny is New York joy you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you and yeah. Why weren't you like that before we recorded? I like to turn it on for the pod. I don't like to get too crazy before I go on stage. Right, right. No, but New York, New York does have these things like that. Like one yeah. of the ones that a lot of people know about, and I think it's still there. Maybe it's shut down now because of COVID or maybe probably back open. But uh, when you ever heard about um, uh, 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 the burger joint, the original burger joint, mm-hmm. they had one on, on 8th Street that I think closed. They tried to do like their own like regular one. But 
Burger Joint, the one that it's the most random thing ever because you're in the so middle random. of it's in the Parker Meridian Hotel, Park Meridian Hotel, in like you know, beautiful, uh, lush Upper East Side near Central yeah. Park. This is and, this is rich people. Yeah, and you walk in and it's like all marble and and gorgeous. And then it's just yeah, like you walk this- in the lobby of the hotel and you just go and there's these like big velvet curtains. Yeah, and then it's just this random, not like it, you know, it's not the it's not, it's not like it's not clean, but it's just a place called Burger Joint, and it's five bucks. I think it's cash only, and you yep. grab a burger and fries. And I, it must have went, it must have been perfect circumstances when I went to Burger Joint for the first time because it was hands down like the best burger I ever had. It's like it was like probably my favorite in the city. There, there yeah. it is. There's Burger it Joint. It doesn't match locations at all. No, it, it is doesn't. a burger shack. Like behind these curtains in the lobby of this beautiful, elegant hotel, and it's just like a burger joint. It's the burger joint. It's you know, it's the burger joint. Yeah, it is and, great. Uh, it's worth the wait. New York has these places, and and now this Rocco's place is like because there's not much like that around anymore, man. Like there's not like the delis. There's good delis in Astoria, but it's different than what this is. This is like flat top grill uh like making you steak sandwiches and and hot dogs and hamburgers and sausage and and like almost like you're an italian fair but year mm-hmm. round you know yeah, that well, kind of Gennaro, but uh local yeah, exactly like that like greasy and also it looks like a greasy spoon it has like that kind of look oh, to i it. love it yeah, yeah there it is it's like the hotel. a beautiful hotel next to these priceless pieces of art and supermodels <laughs> and then you got a, a double double behind these big curtains it's great right exactly but yeah go if, if there's some place like that you're we need america to survive with these places it won't be america if it's all just whole foods and uh chipotle and shit like that that's that's not the flavor of the country i'll tell you, you know? long island, long island long, yeah long island long island still has good delis and my mom oh. the other day told me that her friend, they had like a book club meeting because that's what you do when you retire. Mm-hmm. And um, her friend her brought over, she goes, they brought over Jersey Mike sandwiches. And I go, yeah. Jersey Mike's? I'm like, you live in you live in Long Island where there's, there's still tons of delis. What are you doing? What are you doing, Ma? You don't go for the corporate subway. I think people think it's better because it's not subway, but it's like, no, it's the same formula. Yeah, it's I'll give I'll tell you this. I'll take a subway over Jersey Mike any day. And that's coming from a Jersey Andy. There you go. Any um, subway, I mean, I'll go for a subway every now and then just to change up my routine. You know, really, why is it almost like where it's like, oh, the chemicals is what makes it good. I think so. <laughs> yeah, you can be like the Italian BMT on a footlong flatbread. Yeah, something about it and the chips and the soda for eight bucks or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's, about it. it's not like it's a sandwich. It's like it's Subway. It's like its own food. Yeah, that's well, how I feel about every time. That's how I feel about Domino's like Domino's. Yeah, right. Exactly. Stuff cheesy bread. Hard to beat that fucking chemical yeah, flavor Beautiful yeah it's, like it's, it's his own thing it's not it's not like if you want like high-end pizza you go talk to alexis guerreros and you go down to <laughs> whatever it is but then if you get no pizza shame you into going to a place he likes <laughs> yeah 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 he actually did tell me uh one of the best slice places in the city was pizza suprema and it was one of the best slices i've ever had i know exactly that, where it is sorry this is a very new york food centric yeah so yeah far. we'll, we'll yeah. move on we'll move on if you're ever in new york city it's at a pretty easy location to find it's right behind new, uh, madison square garden on 8th avenue and 33rd street it's a great great slice it's a classic italian pizzeria oh i love it god he, I brought, miss it. he brought up a good point when i was talking to him about it he said the reason, one of the reasons, it's so great is consistency. You go there at one in the morning, you're still getting a good slice. And I went there after I was drinking at a bar down the block, and 
He was absolutely right. Great slice. They didn't have pizza sitting around for eight hours. Oh, I'll tell you this much for free, too. If you're ever drinking at Tempest. Uh, at yeah, the bar that's, where, that's where I was. Yeah. Tempest is great. <laughs> when Pizza Suprema closes, they'll drop off all the extra pizza for the bartenders and the people in the bar. Oh, do they really? Yeah. If you're a drunk like me and you hang out long enough, you'll get free Pizza Suprema over there. It's a fucking dream. Tempest is one of those places that I loved hanging out in, but there's certain nights I would walk in there and I'd be like, I am 500 years old. Like, because <laughs> it's one of those places that just like it's lets teenagers in. <laughs> I know the owner there, Joe, for since almost for about 22 years now, because whenever Fish played Madison Square Garden, it's right behind the garden. That would be our pre concert hang. Yeah. And uh, I was going there before I was 21 when he could still kind of do that. It was, still, it was called the Garden Tavern at that point. Oh, and was it really? Yeah, same owner, Big Joe McDonald. He's such a great Irish guy, classic bartender, classic bar owner, just the sweetest guy, salt of the earth. And uh, yeah, every time I'm near the garden, I try and stop in and say hi. And you do that math, you're like, holy shit, I've been coming here for 22 years. Yeah, I just realized I've probably been going. I didn't, not when I was garden. I guess I was going a little bit less than that because I remember going when I was like 21 years old or 20, yeah. whatever, whatever I was. So yeah, probably I've been going there. 15, 6, 17 years, something like that, something insane. Wow. Save our bars and save our pizzerias and save our delis. God. Yeah, so and we actually have a, and on the comedy front, there's a bit of bad news that I found uh, out today. Yeah, I just uh, found out. And I don't know if I don't know if you really would did you go here when you were starting out or did you I don't think you went. I was not as much as the other people. Uh, yeah, I was I was I would go there a bunch when I was doing when I was yeah. first starting out I would go do open mics there and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a, a venue in the city. Uh it's called the Creek in the Cave. It's it's kind of in a cool location. It's right off the um Pulaski Bridge in Long Island City. It's been around since like 2005, or I think it's been. I think they've been doing comedy since then, or something like that. But yeah. maybe even earlier than that. Um, and I think it started. They have a. It was a Mexican. It was kind of a cool. It was almost like what we're talking about. It actually fits in what we're talking about because it was a, a Mexican food place with a like a black box theater right next to it. And we've known the owner. Uh, there it is, the Creek in yeah, the Rebecca Cave. Yeah, Rebecca great, great supporter of comedy. He's done so much for so many comedians. Yeah. And yeah, one, yeah. One of the great things about Rebecca is over the years, she just and I think she was doing this when people weren't. She would give people an opportunity to try out something really experimental. And it would be these most of them were free shows. I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of the shows she ran there were free shows. She was she was giving it was like this experimental theater at the same time as a uh, doing re regular stand up. But she was giving people these I these these um these options to do this, this outside the box kind of stuff that yeah. now people do that. But back in the day, they didn't do that. When didn't I first started, venue. if you went to a, a if you ran a, a weird idea by a club, they'd be like, get out of here. Like it'd be, it was a yeah. very, yeah. there was a club system and there was an alt system. And Rebecca, she really fed really into what, what, yeah. what the old comedy system. She was the comedy clubhouse. They would call it responsible for helping a lot of, a lot of comics that you know today that are are, are pretty well known and and uh, and and working at the creek in the cave, working stuff out before. Oh, um, got a million fucking shows there. Yeah, yeah, I did a bunch there, and and, and it was a great, great, it was a really fun place. Uh, I've I've been drunk there a lot. I've had oh. set there a lot. I've done open mics. I've done shows. So we want to say, you know, rest in peace, creek in the cave, and um, our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers are with you. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was, yeah, so many memorable nights, so many mics, just so many uh, shows. And uh, I was there the night Ari shit in a box and gave it to Big J as a Ugh. birthday present. And the place, God. it just 
Oh my god, dude, it stunk. That's it was just horrible. Gross. But yeah, so many fun drunken nights, and um, I'm sure Rebecca's gonna land on her feet. She's super smart and super talented, and is uh, yeah. Rebecca does a lot of stuff. She comedy personality. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did a show. Speaking of, we're you know keeping it in New York. I went out on uh, to Forest Hills in Queens last night. I almost moved show. there. Uh, you should. I was gonna say, how much do you love Forest Hills? It, it's, it's great, fucking gorgeous. It's this beautiful little kind of suburban, but still hold it. It's still close to the city. It's still Queens. It's not quite Long Island. It's this perfect kind of interim. And here's the thing. Our friend, I'm not going to name the place because I'm not quite sure if it was legal. It was an indoor show and I had agreed to it. <laughs> First of all, somebody told me about it when I was plastered and uh, I went, yeah, I'm going to come out do it. Of course. Shocking. And then I got I got a text message uh, like Tuesday. It was like, hey, so here's the address for tomorrow. We're so excited to have you. And I was like, thank God you told me about that because there was no way I was showing up. So we're recording this on Thursday. Last night, New York City was pouring. Yeah, it was pouring rain. And I went, hey, is this going to affect the show at all? She goes, nah, it's indoors. I went, all right, I get I, whatever. Yeah. And I drove over to Forest Queens, parked a mile away, soaked. Walked it. It has all the makings to be a bad night of comedy. Pouring rain indoor during a pandemic. Just uh, I'm soaking wet and I'm not in the good frame of mind to do this show. I just go, well, this is going to be a fucking shit show and a disaster. And how many times, Shawnee, have you thought that about a show? Yeah. And then it's the complete opposite. It turns yeah. out to be the greatest set of your life. <laughs> That's what it was. Everybody there was so supportive. There was a there was uh you know indoor capacity. They kept it under I think thirty people or whatever it was, and every single one of them were fantastic. Laughed yeah. you know, just it was uh, me, Christine, uh, me and Berg, and Ian Fidance, and she hosted. Ian went up, and then I headlined, and it was just everybody murdered, and they were so great and so fun, and the food was amazing. I wish I I don't uh, I don't know if I should say the name of the place just because don't I don't say the name of the place. No, but no, no. Boy, I'll tell you off air. It was so fun and so great. And I walked out of there with that skip in your in your that spring in your step where you're a just going in your step. Yeah, uh, spring in your been, step. Yeah, it could have been brutal and it, it turned a shitty rainy night around. I was in a great mood for the rest of the night, you know. Absolutely. Uh, ever- I'm excited. You didn't get as excited about that as I did. See how it goes both ways. <laughs> Yeah. No, I yeah, know. I was just yeah, listening yeah. to you. I've been there a uh, a bunch of times where you walk into a scenario and you're like, "This is going to be brutal." <laughs> and we, I think we've even talked about it before on the podcast because it does. Ha- it happens in comedy, and then and that yeah, you ever have the reverse where it's a thing you're like, "Oh, this will be great," and then it turns out to be shitty. I've had that happen too. Yeah, I, and I do want to say there was a defender in the audience. We had a dimwit. No way. Yeah, this guy Mike came up to me afterwards. He went, hey, man, I, I'm part of DYM Nation. I love the Dimwits, and I just wanted to say hi. It was a fun show, so thank you to Mike. I just want to give him a shout-out. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Kind of bringing it into the movie stuff, because I, I watched a bunch of stuff this week. Um, I don't know if you watched anything, but... Uh, I got two little things, but nothing. Nice. Uh, have you ever had that happen with a movie, where you go into it thinking either, I'm sure. going to love this, and you didn't like it, or... Or I'm going to hate this. And then you loved it. Great topic. Give me a second to think about it. But that has yeah, definitely I'm, happened for me. I just I thought have, of it now. So I can't think of one off. off, off. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, God, I go, I'm not that clever. 
<laughs> you think too much of me. I'm not that clever. I got to think about that one. Much, I'm not that clever. I will tell you, though, uh, in the interim. Goes, what about your brother? He was hot in my idea, wasn't he? That's what <laughs> yeah, <he> <laughs> it was good. They should have gotten in there. What do you think about that white powder, Pop? He, he's eating the peanuts. <laughs> are you, where, yeah. You're not allergic to peanuts, are you? No, you, you're not. I've seen you eat Mate? peanuts. No, I'm not allergic to peanuts, no. Oh, okay. I don't know why that popped in my head, but the no, I just thought of one that I thought was going to be not that I thought it was going to be bad. I thought I thought it was just going to be okay, and I loved it. Wow. Uh, game night. Yeah, fun, fun movie. Way better than you think it'd be. A hundred percent. It's usually those. Three. Yes, agreed. And Jesse Plemons is in it. Um, what's Great. his name? Uh, Kyle Chandler. John Ham. Um, uh, the Jason guy Maven. from the guy from New Girls in it, right? Is that the guy who's in it? The guy from New Girls, uh, whatever it is. Game. But Game Night is one of those movies where it's even kind of a cool, like it's not a mystery. It's even kind of a cool, like action movie in a weird way. Yeah. Like it's, it's even like it's it's a comedy, but like the it, it's it's fairly hard. It's fairly tough and tougher movie than you think it's going to be. You know? Yeah, I agree. So there's Game Night. Jason Bateman. Oh yeah, Rachel Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Oh, which brings me to one of the things I watched. Unless you have, before I get to one of the things I watched, because she's in it, um, do you have another movie like that where you thought you, thought you weren't going to like it and you loved it? I feel like know. also Into the Furnace is like that. Whatever, whatever that movie I've mentioned a couple times. The one oh, with, yeah, um, but that's a... That's, that's a, the that hell, and high, hell or High Water guy where he has to get his friend out of the... Uh, he has to get his brother out of the underground boxing um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, world. The underground boxing, uh, you know... World because the guy has him up with the balls somehow. I forget. I forget the thing, but it's it's a it's slow, but it's really good. And I didn't expect much out of it, and then I watched it and I loved it. So out of the furnace, out of the furnace, and and game night are my two picks where I was like, and then I've probably done it where I thought I was gonna love it. I also didn't. You ever have it like where that happened with Batman versus Superman too, where I thought I was gonna hate it, and mm. I. I didn't mind it. I was like, oh, it was, yeah, it was no. fine. It was good. You know, that kind of thing. But I really thought I was going to hate Batman versus Superman. Uh, I, yeah. I'll, one that immediately popped into my head, and I probably should have been more open-minded to it because it is a Christopher Nolan movie, uh, The Prestige. Oh, okay. Yeah, Prestige. I just didn't think it was like my kind of thing, and it was, you know, because Nolan has a clinker every now and then, and I love it. It's great. You thought you were just going to be like, ah, whatever. And then you right. got to. I remember my buddy was real hyped on it. He goes, Nolan is a great director. And did that, I think it, it was before Dark Knight and Batman Begins even. I think. And my, maybe Batman Begins already happened. But he ha- was making The Prestige. And let's see if you can look up those years. Um, yeah. And for whatever reason, he was super excited to see it. And I was just like, yeah, okay. It was just like a Saturday night. We were going to the movies. And he was like, we should buy tickets ahead of time up at like Union Square. I was like, I don't know. Nobody's going to be going to see this. So we got there. He was so mad at me because it was sold out. And uh, then we, we ended up getting <laughs> to a better, another show. And yeah. it turned out to be great. And he was like, see, wasn't that great? I was like, that was great. It really was. Yeah, it's got um, a really the, cool surprise ending. What do you got? The uh, Prestige came out in 06 and Batman Begins came out in 05. Okay. So, yeah, it was in between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, uh, Dark Knight was 08. Right. In between. Right, okay. So it was, bef- no, it was before. Uh, Procedures 06. Oh, you're right. Okay. So Batman Begins is 05. Batman Begins, you could, somebody could probably, we've never done this on the show, I don't think. 
you can make the argument that Batman Begins is the is the best one. I think there's a whole contingency of people who have no, that opinion can't. out there. No, you can't. You don't think so, right? Not even close. I don't I think love, I love I love them all, but you can't make that claim. Come on, Batman, Dark Knight is yeah, Dark Knight's about as per, almost as perfect a movie there is. That's one of the things I watched again. I watched Dark uh, the last one, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Rises, yeah. Which, which I was, as I'm watching, I'm like, this is people shit on this because of placement of where it came out in the trilogy. It's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. Things yeah, are tied totally. into each other. The way they pulled off Catwoman as a character, I think, is the best that's ever been done. Because yep. they, they, those movies were great at that in general. Like the Joker was perfect for that of just making the cartoony Joker a real world character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is that, another one. While we're oh, that his, oh, that's an art, artist rendering of all his. That's very cool. Of the Nolan yeah, we're universe, at, uh, all the uh, good guys versus bad guys in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. I see. I don't love Scarecrow in the Batman Begins too. So it's like yeah. I love Bane more than Scarecrow any day. You know. Yeah, me too. And 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 the thing about even the even the um the the script in Batman. Uh, I mean, the Dark Knight Rises. If you would put that script, like people were like, I think thought it was cornier than the other movies but i'm like if you take that you put that in a marvel movie it's a really good marvel movie script you know what i mean like it's yeah like it's not i don't know i think i think it's way better than people give it credit for i don't i, mean, I know it, it did well and i know that but i think because it was after the heath ledger one and everybody knew all the things going on behind it that they were going to bring back heath ledger for the third one and they couldn't it goes in with like a negative it goes in with like a handicap it goes in with like a negative rating and right. to get over to get over that heath ledger hump of everybody loving that that one so much you, you, it would have had to have been a perfect movie, which it wasn't. But yeah. it was a really, really, really good. Like I would put it in the top ten of superhero movies that are out there. Ab- right, absolutely, right, right. absolutely. All three uh, of those thought, would be in the top ten. I also I thought of two more the for your game here. Okay, cool. Movies I thought I was at least indifferent in on going into them, and turned out to love. And maybe the first one uh, I think you watched recently, um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I did. I watched it. That's the it's one. It's great. It, I, you have no expectations. You go, I don't know what this movie is. Is it horror? But you, before you know it, you just go, what is this movie? And then it blows your your conception of what it's going to be out of the water. And turns, I love it. So it fun. turns the genre on its head a little bit. And it's really uh, it's it's really fun and really cool. Ooh. Like, put it this way. Everybody who listens to this podcast, if you listen to it for a while, you know I don't like horror movies. And exactly. I like Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's a cool, really cool idea. Uh, the other thing about Cabin in the Woods, I think I told that I thought I told this already on the show. I think about how I had the uh, the narration for blind people on, like on my on my <laughs> Apple TV, and I thought that was a device in the movie. And because I've heard it's a weird movie, it kind of worked for it. Like I just thought it was somebody narrating all the actions for the first ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Just, somebody just, and the voice they use sounds like it's just somebody who would be involved in the movie because it's just this weird kind of horror type voice going and then she unbuttons her shirt and and you're like oh i think this is part of it and then my roommate (laughs) was like dude why do you have the blind narration (laughs) what do you have the narration on i'm like oh i can't see that well today so yeah so i don't i've never even heard the blind narration before i don't know know it was a thing yeah i I I don't either I think I knew it, but I didn't think that. I didn't think you could like. I thought you'd have it would be so deep on the Apple TV, you'd have to make a lot of mistakes to get there. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think it would just be like you hit a button and you turned on the blind narration. I didn't think that would be that easy. 
I thought you'd have to be like, go here, then here, then here, change this That's setting. Something this. that would drive me up a fucking wall because I wouldn't know how to turn it off. I'd be like, who the fuck is talking? <laughs> I, I'd lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> and just getting paranoid. It's just some guy describing <laughs> plot to slap shot. You know? <laughs> he Both took a shot. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the puck. And he's like, who's narrating this movie? Like, Andy, you just think you're becoming you just think you're becoming schizophrenic. You're like, who are totally, you? I totally would. That was something that would fucking weird me out, dude. <laughs> uh, no, but uh yeah, Cabin in the Woods is definitely oh, a good one with that. I knew Cabin in the Woods was good because people like you told me that it was a really fun movie. Yeah, it's but uh, what you call it? But when it comes to like, yeah, that's one of the ones I watched over this past week was Dark Knight Rises. Um, I have a oh, well, hold on before we get off the horror train real quick. I just yeah. got I might have talked about it before, but you got to watch. You don't have to watch it because you'll never be able to sit through this. Eli Roth's History of Horror on AMC. It's in its second season right now, and they just take a topic within the genre of horror and go a deep dive into it every week. and. Right before we came on today, I was watching uh, Children, and I'm scared out of my mind right now to go back and watch. Wait, what is Children? Like scary ass children in horror movies. Oh, there's a like, million of them. There's a million of them. Like Children of the Corn and Damien. Children and- of the Corn, Damien, uh, The Shining, fucking. Uh, oh, what's that one? This old black and white movie where it's like, uh, oh my god, there's so many scary ass children. You give me a a, a, a scary little British girl. With that accent and a creepy musical score, I'm running under the covers. I oh yeah, when you have like one, two, three, yeah, come yeah, on yeah. and play. It's always oh. like it's always so out of context. If if you're hearing if you're hearing a children's song out of context in a horror yeah. movie, you just freak out. Where you just like, uh-huh. like out of nowhere, a guy like they checked into the bed. Yeah, any sort of nursery rhyme. Yeah, ring around the road. I'm scared right now. <laughs> Pocket full of yeah, and then it, and then there's just a a burst, and you go ah! <laughs> and it's always very breathy. It's always like terrifying. Ah, it's, it's like come and get me. Like it's always yeah. like that. <laughs> I just finished the carry portion of. I just started watching. I just finished the carry segment, and I know it's going to be oh, the what's the come is. They usually start you out kind of light, and I know after that it's just going to get deeper and darker i mean they go deep into shit i've never even heard before and it's just like oh my god some of them like i, I, I don't know why i watch these horror stuff sometimes johnny it really I, freaks you out maybe that's why you like the uh the being scared part yeah yeah i like that genre i don't know but that's a fun series what do you, if you, what like do you mean it goes stuff. deep like what do, you, what, what do they bring up foreign like, films stuff i've never even heard like originals they go like they anything do that research. was do they, anything that that from something we wouldn't know that um that was a um a a, 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 a pre-shot a, a precursor to uh something else like that um i can't think of the word oh my god i'm so out of it basically um like that was something else pulled from like the um like a, a modern horror movie was um was inspired by. Holy shit, I couldn't ah. think of the word inspired. Oh, yeah, they do all wow, that. Wow, that was a really weird brain fart. Well, uh, well, yeah. You was had there the something? blind narration going on right now. I yeah. Think. <laughs> was, there, was there any other movie that like you were like, oh, wow, that's a... Because sometimes what you have, dude, uh, like in those kinds of movies, like the ones that nobody knows about, they're actually way better made movies and they have scarier villains in them or scarier. They're like, they're way yeah, more like... The, uh, the Far East is great at horror. Japan, South Korea, like the South Korean revenge flicks. 
There's a movie, a Japanese movie called The Audition, which is kind of a revenge story. Holy shit, dude. I watched it. I'm still not right. <laughs> it was just really unsettling. Unsettling. <sighs> don't you, you don't even watch. Not that you would anyway, but. No, I want to watch it. I'm even telling people who are good with horror. It's tread that, lightly on this one. <laughs> I won't, I don't, I won't, the ones that even horror fans are scared of is you'll you'll never catch me watching those. Ever. I don't. I that I don't. I don't never want to see it again. <laughs> but you. But right now, the episode you're watching of that Eli Roth show is children. Who do you think is the scariest child in a movie? That's a good one. That's a really, really good one. Because there's that one that I never saw, but I heard what the plot was, and it's a pretty – the one where the girl – I'm going to spoil it. It's the one where the girl gets adopted, and she turns out that she was she was actually, she's actually not a little girl. She's however old she is. Oh, the she, orphan? That was a The orphan. Was it really? Yeah, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that scary either. See, the, go, oh, she's like a teenage – she's like 18 the whole time. She just looks like a little kid. Yeah, that's scary to me. Uh, yeah, but the way it, it could have been done a lot scarier. You know, you know I mean? what? Because Law and Order SVU also did a plot. There's yeah, come on, that looks scary. She she's scary looking. It wasn't that. Come on, there she is. I, I mean, I yeah, it's I don't know. She looks. It was she, it, it was creepy. Like hitting on hot? the dad and stuff. It was fucking weird, man. <laughs> did you hear what I said? I said is the orphan no. hot. <laughs> the orphan's kind of cute. <laughs> It's like, it's like I was, to this day I think uh, uh, Casey Anthony is. <laughs> She's hot as fuck, dude. Are you kidding me? I don't care what she did in her past. I'd take a run at her. Did we talk about that already on the show? I don't think, I think so. she's like really hot. Like Casey Anthony's really she's, hot. Of course, you you. I can separate the art from the artist. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, that'd be a good horror movie. Oh yeah, the Casey. Ant well, I don't even know what that poor little girl's Kay name was. Kaylee Anthony. Oh, Kaylee, Kaylee Anthony. Anthony. God, there she is. Yeah, name. she's so. <laughs> I know, just... and that's and that's in court. That's like her getting. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's her court. That's what, she's even hot in court. Yeah, that's like you know she's dressing very conservatively right there. She looks like a nice proper woman, and uh, I think she, I think she's a sweet kid, and she just got caught up, uh, and obviously she was found not guilty. So no, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I mean, so so was OJ. So he's hot too, I guess. I guess he's. Um, but to get back to your, I mean, the twins in The Shining will always scare the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Gabe in Pet Cemetery is a super scary little kid. Damien, I mean, all the greatest. Reagan, I mean, this Exorcist is my uh, scary is my favorite horror movie of all time. What about from Poltergeist, the little girl? Like, she's not that scary, I guess. He's not that yeah, because that's not like the scary part. Um, but when I was a little kid, they're here. Did freak me out. Oh, yeah, that's what was, was I was talking about earlier. All those like kids with the blue eyes in Village of the Damned that fucked me up. Children um, of the Corn are really freaky. That that Children of the Corn, the first time you watch it, is super scary because it's like a sleepover movie. You know what I mean? When you're little, and then you, if you ever see it in adulthood, you're like, this is a piece of shit, and it's not scary at all. But yeah. the first time you see them kill all the parents, like I remember having like a sick feeling in my stomach, being like, holy hell, you know? And then like the Children of the Corn is like the jaws of actually, I was gonna say it's the jaws of horror movies because they made like six of them. But the first one, I guess you're right. It doesn't really hold up that great. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. 
Uh, young Michael. Well, it's not even a. I guess young Michael Myers is not. Uh, well, what about in, in Halloween Four, where the twist at the end, where she comes out with the scissors, she killed. Remember, dude, I didn't even see Halloween. And the, cl- the clown bad, outfit. Dude. Oh, you didn't see it? It's not that great. It's just at that point, it, I was like, uh, I get it. He like passes it's along the fourth time. Me. Michael gets you know like. He Although passes. the remake in uh, 2018 was not bad when it's uh, basically the same exact story. But yeah, man, little kids are fucking scary. There's a bunch that are out there that are not like really well-known horror movies. I mean, Gage, like Pet Cemetery, the sister in Pet Cemetery, she's got like spinal meningitis. That still fucking doesn't sit right with me, man. Yeah, it's creepy. There there it is. That's Halloween 4. That's the, the last oh, shot yeah. of Halloween 4. I don't like that at all. Somehow she becomes the like that's the ne- the niece, I think. And she uh-huh. becomes the killer, and and it's actually it's actually a really scary last shot because she murdered the mom or whatever, or murdered the grandma, whatever it was. Yeah, I, I I'm not, not I don't know enough that you know whatever it is. What else did you watch this uh, this week? Uh, not a great week for me. I had you know yesterday was rainy afternoon. I was just trying to entertain myself. I watched um, Twenty Two Mile, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Lauren Cohan, who used to play Maggie in The Walking Dead. Um, John Malkovich is in it. There's a reason you don't really know it because it sucked. <laughs> I found it was you a- just you just decided to pop it on. Yeah, it was. Uh, I needed something kind of mindless, and it filled exactly what I was looking for. It was started out great. Um, you know, Black Ops team. Yeah, that's it. Oh, they mile go in. 22. You, mile twenty-two. Mile twenty-two. You said you called it twenty-two mile like it was. <laughs> I wrote it down on my phone wrong. Like it was, it was, it was Eminem, the elderly year. <laughs> yeah. Fourth eight mile. Just before, you know, it was like, yeah, it was mile twenty two. You thought it's, eight miles was bad? Go to. You thought, you thought eight miles bad? It's just about they John Malkovich's rap career. Like it's just they can't rap for shit there in twenty two mile. <laughs> in twenty two mile, no skills. Who is that? Ann Arbor? Where is that in Michigan? Where is- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a frat house at U of M. Yeah, just some white kid with 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 dreadlocks trying to rap. <laughs> this is the worst version of Eight Mile I've ever seen in my life. He walks into the battle and just gets jumped. <laughs> yeah, it started out great. There was uh, this, you know, they're like this uh, super high this black ops team, and they they go into this like uh, suburban Russian safe house and they take out this team, and you go, all right, this has got legs. This is very cool the way they did this, and then it's just. Mark Wahlberg on cocaine because he is just supercharged Mark Wahlberg like the whole time, like just super aggressive. And I was like, it was directed by Peter Berg. I'm like, why did yeah. you make his character like that? He was, it's it was more the page than, Andy. Huh? Oh, why would they make the character like that? Yeah, but it was like it was like uh, Mark Wahlberg on five Red Bulls at all times. Because Mark Wahlberg has two speeds. He has I'm exactly. the dummy or I'm the tough guy. That's what it, it is. It was tough, tough guy in fucking fifth gear. And it was just I'm just like, oh, come on, dude. He's just, you know, I need you here. What are you overdoing over there? I need your head in the game. This is the life you've chosen. I just relax, dude. Fucking yeah. hell. That worked and, out in the departed that worked out, but not in like a military movie or whatever that is, like that espionage movie. Like in the, the, he would have been toned down in the departed compared to this. Oh this my god. So uh yeah, it was just like a you know, an hour and a half just and then of course it's like uh, you know, they're trying to stop a terrorist threat. And uh it's got a little twisty kind of plot device, but I was just like 
tuned out at that point where I went, all right, fine. I've seen this movie a million times. It's called a factory flick. And by that, I mean, factory like, flick. they just pump it out and it's a cookie cutter model of, of an action movie. Yeah. Because you know what it is? I just, I open, I think a lot of people are like this. I open up Netflix, I, 20 minutes, I'm looking for something to watch. And then I get frustrated and I go, oh, I'll just play video games again. So, yeah. Uh, nothing uh, great. Real, real quick, you know, watch that movie, movie, Andy. What's that? What much uh, about Rand, uh, about mile 22? Uh, part of that movie's problems were Ronda Rousey because they had to reduce her role because she wasn't a great as great an actress. Oh, as they she thought she oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could they not anticipated that? Did they not anticipate? Like, hey, well, we got this, we got this thespian Ronda Rousey. She's really good. She's gonna like this movie on fire with her acting skills. Of course, well, wasn't she to- in Haywire? Haywire wasn't terrible. Was that her or is it Haywire? another MMA chick? I've never even seen it, and I can guarantee you it was fucking terrible. Me, I, me and Shaggy saw it in the theater, and it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever saw because you were like, I know what this is. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, though. Did you didn't mention Ronda Rousey's in this 22 Mile? Or, I mean, well, Mile 22? She is in it, yeah. She's a part of the team. Is it a small role? It's, like, super small? It's Yeah, they don't let her do a lot of talking. <laughs> 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 now that you mention that, oh, I'm thinking of Gina Carano. But they still want to get the, they they still want to get their uh they want to get their money's worth for using Ronda Rousey and get the fans for it. So they're just like they just change her character's name to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> they're um, like, what do you think, Ronda Rousey? And she just nods. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of a different MMA. Gina Carano, who is uh you know a uh, MMA fighter. She was in Haywire. She was the main character in Haywire, and she's great. You know what else she's in? She's the girl in um Deadpool. She's like uh. What's oh, her character I, I know what you mean. She's the bad, the bad guy. No, she's not the bad guy. She's like uh, his pal. She's like the one. Um, I mean, his pal. What's oh, her? she's Angel Dust. Angel Dust character. Wait, in the first Deadpool. Yeah, in the first Deadpool. She plays the other X Men. You mean? No, that's her. She she's the bad guy. Not Angel. Oh wait, am I? Dude, she's yes, she's the one with with the mercenary people. That that the ones that are that she's part of the one the crew that made him Deadpool with that guy. Yes, yes, you're right. I thought she was his. Uh, his you're thinking of the girl the with the shaved head. The, yeah, you're the, right. Yeah, who between both movies like she lost like a ton of weight. That girl. Hacha cha cha. Hacha cha cha. Not as hot as Casey Anthony, but she's hacha cha cha. Oh, well, I mean, few are. But, uh, <laughs> no, but that, I feel like that's I feel not like that's, that's so funny that uh, yeah. Now that now that you told me that, Mike. Listening, uh, yeah, I got right, them confused. Yeah. I got him confused with Gina Carano plays Angel Dust. That's yeah, but it is but funny yeah. that when you put these sports people in movies, you do have to run the risk of them just being completely awful. Like she carries Haywire pretty well, Gina Carano. She was she's not bad. No, but now she's, that she's I not think bad. Back on mile twenty two, yeah, I go. Well, I don't even remember Honda Rousey speaking. <laughs> they're just they're just like, hey, where's Ronda? They kill her like, off. I'm like, I'm gonna spoil it. They kill her off in the middle, too. <laughs> Ronda's, yeah, that wasn't even part of the movie. She just like she, yeah. she just ste- like she just stepped on <laughs> one of the effects. And like, just kill her off. Like they're just like, whatever. Like she steps on one of the on one of those <laughs> bang those flashbang things, whatever they are. She just steps on it, like, oh, Rhonda's dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> I goes, guess we hey, add I know just, I don't even see any cameras around here. <laughs> Just add live the rest of the movie. Where are the cameras? Oh, oh no, Ron is dead. All right, I guess we'll move on. Keep moving. Oh, that's a wrap on Ronda, everybody. Wrap on. Oh, thanks, thanks, Ronda. Go back to (laughs) WWE. 
but can you imagine the day that movie movie theater movie producer uh, uh, production companies and directors and producers realized that The Rock was an amazing performer in movies? <laughs> can you imagine yeah. when they were like, Did you really? I think we might have talked about another time where it's like we talked about because somebody we did Mr. Nanny with somebody, Mr. Nanny versus uh, the other one with with um, No Holds Barred, not No Holds Barred, something else on the podcast. Yeah, I and remember. Hulk Hogan, if he had any kind of chops, he would have been as big in movies as like a Schwarzenegger or a – but because it's it just a matter of, of being able to hang. Like, And The Rock, yeah. he just was a natural performer. Like he just – he got what it was. He can do all the stuff, I guess. But the, Hogan was just such a bad actor. It, it was like it was like a flash in the pan thing and kind of gave a bad name because the wrestlers doing movies. Yeah, for sure. Because think about it, one thing, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper's in They Live, and he's not bad in that at all. Like, it's, it's, it, it, they should be Great. good in these things because they're performing anyway, you know? Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll have to do a, uh, a wrestling movie crossover. Oh, we could, we should, we should do that. Yeah. With, with who? With, uh, with St. Germain's podcast? <laughs> yeah. Or with, with another wrestling podcast? John Cena has kind of become like a, you know, yeah, and he's, and he's good too. And he's a guy who I thought was not going to be, Good at acting, and he and that Dave he's Batista, in, he's been great. Dave Batista's of, great uh, when he does what he does. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, what is they're kind of getting, they're kind of purposely casting these guys and things they can do really, really well, and that's yeah. that's what you have to do with those kind of guys, and that's what it works out the best. If you, you know, because that's if you think about it, that happens with a lot of acting where it's like the more it is you, the easier it is to do. You know, like the right, more, right. Yeah, the, more sure. the characters are the people, it's like oh yeah, that's a that's a freaking that's that's a easy easy down the line fucking line drive an acting job you know and you're of course forgetting uh andre the giant in one of the worst movies of all time princess bride you know what andy <laughs> you know I, I don't know where you get this i don't know why you have a complete you know just distaste for um <laughs> just wonder and wonderment and childhood <laughs> and magic stink. What'd you say? The movie does the not stink. That's another thing. I want, I want, I want people to, to tweet at us at so the DYM podcast, and I want people to tell Andy how much The Princess Bride means to you. How could you say it's a bad movie? Because even, even if you're, there's a difference between ha having something mean something to you and quality. You're conflating the two. Okay, I'll say it's a it is a quality movie. It was made by a, is Rob Reiner a good director? No. Is what? What else has he done that's good? When Harry that Met not, Sally. He yeah, does these, it's, a, it's a Woody Allen movie, essentially. Oh my God. You're out of your you're out of, are you out of your tree, sir? You might as well score you might as well have Bruce Springsteen be the whole soundtrack for when out of your bed. <laughs> just everything right. I hate that Shawnee loves. Mushy Mike, I'm gonna I think we're gonna end the podcast. I think we should end it here. DYM yeah, Nation is no more. Our, our, our contracts with laugh button. This is like like you know how they're doing to dissolve. You know how they're doing a recount, recount in Georgia for the votes? We're going to do a recount on this fucking on DYM Nation, this podcast. If, if I, I honestly, dude, how what the, the purpose of Princess Bride is to be an enjoyable family movie? It 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 figures that out in spades. It it, it nails that. It I nails it. and on top of it, it makes it watchable for everybody besides kids because it's tongue in cheek and it cuts in with with the parts with Peter Falk and Fred Savage. It's not just 
Oh, yeah, I want Columbo and Kevin Arnold to be the narration of. All this. right, now you're not. Now you're gonna shit on Columbo, really, a legendary detective, <laughs> and Fred Savage, a a, a a a legend among child actors who who <laughs> realized what was happening and decided to learn other parts of the business and become a director and then make fun of himself on future movies. You mean all these guys who are figuring out Hollywood? Give me Paul Pfeiffer and T.J. Hooker in the same roles. I want those. <laughs> T.J. Hooker is not is not online with. Columbo. Columbo. It would have to be like Angela Lansbury or Matlock. You're not <laughs> TJ Hooker was a cop. I know, I just... Oh, this is so depressing. I can't even I can't <laughs> tell you so much joy. <laughs> I can't even tell you how how off the mark this guy is when it comes because when Harry Mattelli is a good just because it's still I don't like movie. something you don't you do doesn't you mean I'm still, wrong. But I don't like Dave Matthews band, but I can admit they're a quality band. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I disagree not, on both. You're not gonna make. All right, dude. You let you follow fish around. You know how many people hate fish? I and I, Willie. Yeah, but that doesn't bother me. I know people don't love everything I love. Why does it defend the shit you? Because because you're supposed to defend. We're defending the media. Defend the (laughs) shit you love. This is the podcast. I can't defend. Tell people if you 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 couldn't defend fish if somebody came in your face and said, "Oh, fuck fish. They stink." You really it's wouldn't not worth my time. What a, what a hippie! What a hippie response you have to people <laughs> not liking the band that you've that you've that you've based your whole life on. <laughs> I've based my whole life. I'm on kidding. I'm busting your balls. Relax. No, uh, but it's true though. You don't think you'd have a reasoning if I was like fish there, and I, There's and I, more. I, I would go to the mat for more things other than fish. Like if like uh, our friend James Mattern. He's a great comedian, but does not like the Coen brothers. That one to me, I go, wow, that is mind boggling to me. I understand. I get the mentality of you going, how do you not like this? Because this is clearly great art. Because it's a class in movie making. They, we, we've said this time and time again. They might have made a they, Fargo might be. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but it might be a perfect movie. That's how you know they're good. Yeah, that's not even my favorite. You can, how, can, how can you show somebody Fargo and they're not like, yeah, this was a good movie is insane. I don't. Oh, yeah. I almost. I almost. I, I'll be honest. We should have him on again because I. I don't trust the rest of his opinions on stuff. If he's going to say he doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't dry his hands when he washes them. Something's clearly off. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. I was he at, might. He might have had one night. I was standing in line for the bathroom. James comes out. I hadn't seen him yet. He goes. Uh, I go. Hey, what's up, man? He goes. Don't worry, baby. I just washed my hands. It gives me like a hug. I go. Yeah, but they're soaked. He goes. I don't wash. I don't. I don't clean them off after I. But he I might be I ahead go, of his you time. You don't dry your hands. He goes. Nah, that's. I don't do that. I go. That's get, insane. Would he give you a reason why? Yeah, I just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, sociopathic behavior. James is is very famous for bringing up something really dramatic, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's why I don't. Fuck, I don't fuck with that. I, I'm done. I'm done with this guy. Or I'm done with that. Or this whatever." I, and you go. And you go. Why? And he goes, "Don't worry about it, baby. Don't worry about it." And I'm like, exactly. "You can't." You can't say something incendiary and then not expect me to follow up with, oh, my God, what happened? What's going to happen? He, he, I'll get the most non sequitur text from him off uh, from t- just out of nowhere. Uh, buddy, my new musical obsession, four dots. Dot, uh, and he also texts like he's writing a stanza in poetry. Buddy, <laughs> new text, new musical obsession. Buddy, new text, new text. What, what new that? text, the Beach Boys. That's his new Let's musical go. obsession. Yeah, great. What you know, classic. Nineteen sixty-eight. What is going on? Uh, yeah, but a lot of people are on board with the, with the Beach Boys. <laughs> of course. Yeah, 
No, yeah, he'll do that. I think I think he likes he likes what he likes. He 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 likes what he likes, and he I think he has his. Um, there's a lot of obscure stuff that he likes, and he could the guy could not be a better person. But a, a lot of some of the opinions, like the Coen Brothers thing you just said, I, I can't get on board with at all. Because even if I didn't like the Coen Brothers, I'd be like, oh, they made two good, two well-made movies. I could at least pick out two Coen Brothers movies that are fantastic, even if I didn't like them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of thing. Of course, but you can't like you can you can I can see people saying they don't like Wes Anderson because he's too far up his own ass. 100%. I can see that. I I would I and I'm I was used there's to be a, a, a few Wes Andersons I don't like. There's there's yeah, right. Kingdom, I, no, but I'm saying as a, on a whole, you like Wes Anderson. Yes, very but, much so. But, but if you, I could see if you didn't like what he does with that world, you could turn around and be like, no. Or you could be like, this is no. What is this crap? What is this fairy tale yeah. crap? And I don't think he's doing it just to be contrarian. You know what I mean? Because there, I no, know I, assholes out there who are just like, yeah, Godfather's overrated. You go fuck you. You just no. Be that guy. Oh, I don't think James is doing that at all. I think I, he no, actually. I you know, think there's something wrong with him. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not questioning his conviction. I'm just questioning his taste and stuff. After he tells me he doesn't like objectively good things, movies, music, whatever. It is, you know? Yeah, Princess Bride, not one of them. Oh my god, not objectively good. Come on, you got to admit I, that. I, you know what? Tweet at us, everybody. Dimwit Nation. Yeah, for at the DYM podcast. Send us messages on Instagram. It's the same name at the DYM podcast. First of all, follow uh, on both. Yeah. But let us know. Tell Andy either. You know what? I'll even we well, can don't, do a don't, poll. Don't bury the lead. Tell so me, your thoughts either way because it's not tell, all. Tell four. us your thoughts either way. No, no it's not going to be all four. But here's the thing that we should we, we should can we do an internet poll? I want to do that on fucking Twitter when this episode comes out tomorrow. Yes, because will. here's we'll the thing, man. This I think uh, so. The question we have to figure out what the question would be: Is Princess Bride objectively a good movie? And I say yes, it is. Even if you don't, might not not be your, might not be your favorite, or you might. It's objectively a good movie. It's a, mm-hmm. like. Like I think objectively, like in, in the in the in the in the in the stance of filmmaking, and if you go down the category list and you go, do they they do this? Do they do this? And granted, movies are subjective. That's the whole point of this thing. But I think you can say it was a well-made film. It was a, it was it was they pulled off what they wanted to pull off. They 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 there was an intention. I always go. I always try to go to that when we talk about these things. Was the intention pulled off? And I think with that, it was pulled off a, a thousand percent. Stinks. Christmas cried. <laughs> you don't you have to give me one reason why it stinks. All you say is it stinks. It's, not, but, it's a kid's movie. I don't find it funny. I don't find you, it. But you were a kid when it came out. Yeah, but I didn't watch it when I was a kid. I don't. It that was one of those. There like, we go. Kid. I don't know why I didn't see it as a kid. There, that's what it is. That's you're probably upset. what it is. You're upset that you didn't get to see it as a child. No, I'm not upset. I got to see it as a child. You didn't get to see it as a child. You're, I you, did, but you, it wasn't you, like I wanted to, and I wasn't allowed. It just was one of those that got by me for whatever reason. Maybe that's another one that holds up. Maybe I mean, does it hold up? Maybe if I watched it now, would I not yeah, like I, it as I, much? Give it another watch. I, no, I, I, it's I, so I, legendary in my head. It's that it's says like, it right there that you don't want to taint it because you know it doesn't hold up as well. Oh, you, I, I want to watch it again. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. Uh, but this I kind of brings me, it off 20 minutes in. Speaking of back in the day, there's a movie I wanted to mention that I watched. The other one I watched that we've talked about a million times on the podcast is Wedding Crashers. I rewatched that. And I, I, I mentioned it before because of Rachel McAdams. God, do I love Rachel McAdams. Is she oh, not? Yeah, she's not. But, oh, I'll, I, give me Isla Fisher, though. Woo-wee. No, 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 Andy. No. <laughs> See, every time I don't agree with Sean, 
He has a conniption. Okay, that's another poll. We're going to be chock full yeah. of polls during this this podcast. Buddy, uh, Isla Fisher over. Oh, it's a Rachel McAdams every fucking day. Are you out of your head? I mean, from that, I don't see how um, I'm, I'm willing to die on the cross for this one. I will. We'll do I it. Love. We'll definitely do it, Mushy. If you can jot that down for me. Um, but here's the thing: you put your thumbs down when I said wedding crit. Okay, there's oh, come on. She's gorgeous, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams now, Mike. This is but from Wedding Crash like with, with the dark hair. Yeah. Isla Fisher's got that little bit of crazy in her. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. So you're, you're putting okay, so this is what we're gonna do then. On the we're gonna do this on the on the poll. We're gonna put character against character. We're not gonna have anything else that's gonna be, okay. gonna be I'm, Isla I'm Fisher's character versus Rachel McAdams character from Wedding Crashers. Who would you rather let's say it's it's a matter of guys <laughs> who would you rather do? <laughs> who would you rather do? Who would you rather bang? Would you rather, but who would you rather? Is it a dating thing or is it who would you literally rather sleep with? I'd rather be with Isla Fisher for the rest of my life. Oh my she's god! Okay, so then that's got an the accent question. and she's great. Okay, Mike, you heard. And him. she likes comedy. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Who would you rather date? Rachel McAdams for Wedding Crashers or Isla Fisher from Wedding Crashers? Well, that's not that's, fair. She's a lunatic and. So whatever you just said it. You just said it. You had to defend what you just said. Oh, yeah, I thought okay, we were just going on. purely on looks. Dude, no, no, no. You said she's a little bit of crazy. I'd rather be with her the rest of my life. Dude, I look don't at, think look it, that at, was the right order, but look sure. Look at Rachel, Rachel McAdams. I can't she's take my gorgeous. eyes off Owen Wilson's hair. She's, yeah, he's got a quaff. He, he's great. But can he, we uh, – oh, uh, Wedding Crashers. He's got a broken too. nose because his nose never got fixed because he hit by a football when he was a kid. Oh, I, got, I got hit by a football. <laughs> that was that – was, was that – who was that? Was that Gollum? Was that Gollum from Lord <laughs> of the Rings? <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. I wanted to bring up one more movie because I can bring it up next week, I guess, if you want. But I, for a couple different reasons, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I don't know if you'll like it. Um, know, it's one of these ones that I watched as a kid that I, I know, sure. the movie itself is not fantastic. The movie I love watching, but because I love the plot of the movie and, and I love some of the people that are in it. It's called Digstown. Did you watch Digstown as a kid? I don't, I don't know if I even know it. It's on. It's on. If you have HBO Max, it's on HBO like Max. Right now. What? Dig, like dig a hole. Dig so Digs Town, like named after the guy that that was the, the big this big boxer that came from the town. Uh, uh, but it's it's it was directed by Michael Ritchie. Do you know Michael Ritchie? Uh, he did uh, down, he's, the, yeah, downhill he played, racer. Uh, Cray, he was Kramer. No, that's Michael Richards. Uh, this is Digs Town right here. This is this is what it was like. It was like this nineties. Uh, it was like this, no, this con this movie about con men. I don't want to ruin it. I, I want – can this be Andy's homework? I want to see what Andy thinks about oh. it. We talk about it next week. Let's do that. Andy, can you watch Digstown for me and then and then uh, we no talk about it next week? Is it streaming anywhere? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I just watched it last night. Oh, oh great. Okay, let me write it down. But here's the thing. I um, I want to see what you think of it. I want to see if it is if I like it because uh, I watched it as a kid. I, I, I think it's a movie that should be remade because it's such a cool – it's a really, really cool – I think me and you should rewrite – uh, to a, 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 a modern version of Digstown. All right. We, we call it Bigstown. It's our sandwiches. <laughs> Is that, that's the fat, call it Fatstown. Just call it <laughs> call it uh, Rocco's Italian Sausages and Philly Cheese. I will, watch, I will watch Digstown on HBO. Watch Digstown. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to plug, my friend? Anything that oh, I got nothing. I got nothing really going on either. I, I just have the radio show. Andy, you got yours. It's on Sirius every Thursday at 4. It's called... Uh, the Royal Report, and I have mine yeah. called Celebrate, the same thing. Uh, guys, we really, really, really would love for you 
to uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I know we say this every week. If you're a listener and you think uh, this is what this is probably what you're thinking, I'll let the other dim dimwit dimwits do it. The other yeah. part of dimwit nation do it. Do not no, think that we lazy. need the help. We need. We absolutely need it. All it does is going to lead to it leads to more content. It leads to better shows. Uh, we're going to get some more supplemental episodes out there very very soon, and we're really really excited about it. So guys, um, thank you so much for listening. And you can you can reach us at. Uh, the DYM podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can get Andy is at Andy Fiore on uh, Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. as well, right? And I am at Shawnee Time on both of those. Uh, and what else is there to say? Thank you so much to Mushy Mike for 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 doing that. Absolutely, this. you're the best, buddy. And we will see you next week, right, Andy? Absolutely. No, not November. Going strong. All right. What is it? Not true at all. I wanted what to talk it? about no, not November. Why was, didn't you know, do it then? Go ahead. We got off on a tangent. You oh, say what it is. No, what is no not November? You not it's like uh you know Movember uh yeah. you grow a mustache. It's like uh you you don't nut in November. No Are not November. Oh, it's I a should. thing, right? I'm not making that up, Mush, right? You heard of it. Is that just you becoming more religious? Mush is I, silent because he's I've heard of it off right now. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, hold on. Time out right now because I had to get I, my somebody's delivering something. Hold on. Uh what'd you we'll we'll end the app. All right, when the app, end the app. All right, bye. All, 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 all right. <laughs> We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Uh, if you're doing No Not November, uh, keep it up. I'm not. I have failed miserably at it. But, Mushy, I'm glad you knew of it so I didn't sound like a complete weirdo. Thank you, Dimwit Nation. Thank you, Defenders. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>